Hi, I'm Rochelle Gray. Over the past 20 years, I have struggled with the symptoms of seasonal affective disorder, but now I think it's time for a change. Join me in my journey of discovery as I find ways to manage the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual symptoms of depression. You know, we all need someone who understands what we're going through. So I'm here reaching out to you, and I hope you'll follow along as I learn about the causes, the symptoms, and the treatments available for SAD. Get ready to learn something new and maybe even see yourself in a whole new light. Hello and welcome. I hope you've been taking care of yourself. I hope you've been keeping your positive thoughts and I hope that you are being kind to yourself and a little forgiving So this week we're going to talk about seasonal affective disorder itself. I wanted to talk about why it occurs, who gets it, and how it can be treated. But this whole podcast is going to be about that. So I just want to give you the basics right now so you know what you're dealing with. So when we were cavemen, our whole lives were based on daylight. In the daytime, we would do energetic and productive things, and at night we would sleep. In spring, we'd have long days, we could do a lot of stuff, we could collect a lot of food. And in the winters where there was less daylight, we slept a lot and reserved our energy. Now, of course, modern day, we have artificial lighting. So we work constantly, but our bodies are trained to go into hibernation in the winter. We all don't just shut down when it gets dark and, you know, go into hibernation. Over time, our bodies got used to working when it's light out and working with artificial light. But there are some people who are very sensitive to serotonin levels, and those are the people who find themselves in a depressive state when their serotonin drops too low in the wintertime. Of course, at the same time that your body is reducing the amount of serotonin it creates, when the days get shorter, your body starts to increase the amount of melatonin it makes. And melatonin is what makes you sleepy. There are a lot of things that influence how bad a person's sad could be. There's different degrees of sad. You can have full-blown SAD where you go into a depressive state where you are incapable of functioning normally. And then there are sub-directives of SAD, called sub-SAD. And those are times where the winter time is depressing, but you can still function. You can still get up and go to work. You can still do what you need to do, but you're just not your normal self. You're sleeping too much. You're not getting enjoyment from the things that you're doing. Maybe you're craving carbohydrates and sugary foods and you have the symptoms of SAD. You just don't have that full-blown depression. But there are lots of other things that influence how bad the SAD is. Depending on how close you are to the equator, if you live in the higher latitudes, you're going to have longer days in the summertime and much shorter days in the winter. Whereas if you're closer to the equator, it seems to be more equal where you have roughly the equal amount of time between day and night. Also, if you are female, the range for females is anywhere from four to eight times more prevalent in women than it is in men. You can also be affected by weather patterns. Sometimes in the summertime, you'll have like a week of rain and you'll feel all bummed out. And then when the sun comes out again, you feel much better. So if we have a week of snowy, wet weather and the sun's not shining in the winter, your sad could be even worse than it normally is. And then there's your own genetic makeup, how sensitive you are to serotonin, how prone you are to it. If it runs in your family, you're more likely to get it. Also stress, if you're under a lot of stress, your body can be affected by seasonal disorders much more deeply than other people. There's all kinds of 
of things like your diet and the kind of weather that's gone going on outside, the amount of light in your home. Even if you have visual problems, like people with cataracts can sometimes get seasonal depression because they're not getting enough light into their eye. All right, so you're not getting enough light. You're not producing enough serotonin. What's happening? People with seasonal affective disorder, and remember, there are various degrees of how prolific it is. People who are suffering usually have no energy. They're not interested in physical exercise. They just don't have the physical energy to actually, you know, get, go up a flight of stairs. They feel exhausted. That means they tend to crave foods, especially carbohydrates and sugars. And then since they're not very active, they usually end up putting on weight in the wintertime. And I could speak for that. Sleeping is different than energy and fatigue. Sleeping is that you can't wake up. When the, your alarm goes off in the morning, your eyes are full of sand and your body aches and you just can't bring yourself to get out of bed. It's just, you're so sleepy. And then of course, when you do get up, you're just not rested. You feel like you never slept at all, or you had the worst night's sleep ever. It's a horrible feeling to feel that way, that you're awake, but your brain's not awake. And then of course, there's the brain fog that goes along with not being fully awake. You feel like you're really tired, almost like you're drunk and your brain is spinning. And if the tiredness is affecting your speech pattern, something you said in a social setting might cause you to feel embarrassed. And then of course, embarrassment is stressful on us just because it's one of those emotional things. And then there's your mood. We're already tired and we're already craving food and we're getting fat and we're laying in bed doing nothing. And also we have no sex drive, so there's nothing to do in bed. And now of course, course we have our mood. Everything is negative. Everything that we could approach is negative. Our brain is naturally wired to look for negativity in the world. And I'll talk about that in another episode. We are, we're trained to look for the negative in the world and to avoid it. It's really easy to say, oh, the whole world sucks, so I'm staying in bed. But then, of course, there's anxiety. The thought of even getting out of bed and going out the door and being around people makes us anxious, maybe because we might say something stupid and embarrass ourselves. But we just have that anxiety. We just don't want to be around other people because it would cause us more stress. And that, of course, leads to sadness and just feel so alone. You feel like nobody cares. And really, you put yourself in that own situation because you won't get out of your bed. You won't go out of your house. And then when somebody does come to you, one of the other mood symptoms is irritation. So you snap at people, the people who are trying to help you. You just don't want them to be around you. Another thing that happens with people with the sad when they were in their full-blown state, they'll make irrational decisions or they'll have negative thoughts that are completely distorted. They'll think that somebody glanced at them and well, somebody glances at me and my brain automatically is like, what are they looking at? What's sticking out of my head? What's wrong with me? Have I got something hanging on my nose? They must think I'm fat. There's no reason for me to think those things. They never gave any inkling that they were thinking that way. But my brain has taught me that I need to feel anxious and I automatically distort the reality. Some negative feelings can even cause you to do silly things like, oh, I don't know, quit your job in the middle of a depression and... You don't even know what you're going to do, but you quit your job or you leave your spouse. And then when the spring rolls around and you're feeling better, you're kind of like, what did I just do? You know, what did I do? So sad can really affect your life. It's not just a matter of, oh dear, I'm depressed. I'm going to sit at home and binge Netflix and eat chips. It's a serious thing. People can go days laying in bed. And if you're alone and you don't have that person to check on you like I do, then you could potentially lie there forever. 
Well, not really. You wouldn't actually lay there forever. You would come out of it eventually. But I know from past experience that one day leads into another and eventually you don't know if it's day or night. And yeah, you don't want to go there. Believe me, you really do not want to go there. So what have we learned? We have learned that seasonal affective disorder is caused by a lack of serotonin that occurs in the winter time when our eyes are not getting enough light. We've learned that at the same time we're getting more melatonin, which is a sleepy chemical, and serotonin is a happy chemical. So we're getting less happy and more sleepy. So we sound like a bunch of dwarfs. <laughs> we just have to add in grumpy and dopey and we'd have the Walt Disney version of uh, seasonal affective disorder symptoms. <laughs> anyway, I just wanted to spend this episode talking about SAD. So you know that there's actually some science behind this. Some people have SAD and they don't even know it. So they've never had any treatment. Other people think they have SAD when they don't really. They only have the winter blues and... They can bring themselves out of the dark space that they're in and have the rest of the winter to be happy and productive. To be clinically diagnosed with SAD, you have to have these seasonal summer and winter fluctuations in mood, and it has to occur at least two years in a row. That would give you a clinical diagnosis. But it doesn't matter if you've had a clinical diagnosis of depression or SAD, or if you just have the winter blues. I want my podcast to be there. I want my podcast to inspire you, to help you, to teach you something to let you know that you're not alone and that all you need to do is find the strength to take that first step and get yourself moving towards the positive side of life and you will feel better. You really will. So have a good week. Take care of yourself. Stay positive. And remember, you don't have to be sad by yourself. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. And don't forget to subscribe. To catch all the latest from me, you can follow me on Instagram at Rochelle Gregg or on Facebook at Rochelle Gregg. Thanks again, and I hope to see you next time.